Hey guys, happy Sunday. Hope the weekend's been treating you great. What have you been up to? Nothing much. I just got back from Vegas on Monday. Had a really fun weekend with Paige. Yeah, we had so much fun. It's been a good week. How was your week, Alana? It was really good. Um, I just, you know, been working, 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 um, but also having some downtime to relax, which is nice. Um, how was Vegas? Vegas was a vibe. Um, I enjoyed it. Our last night there, we went to bed, though, at like 9 o'clock at night, so it wasn't much of a sin city, but Saturday, we enjoyed ourselves. I was pretty upset because I was like an eighth grader. I was too lit from the whole day of like just being out and you know, mimosas and then day drinking and all that, that I picked the wrong outfit. I literally wore like something I didn't even plan on putting on. So I was upset about that, but I had a lot of fun with Maddie. Hey, those mimosas will get to you. They will. Yeah, I had a lot of fun too. I feel like, you know, being able to travel majority of the summer, even though I start school next Monday has just been such a blessing because, you know, I feel like when I was in school, I would not have been able to have these opportunities to see Paige in Miami or even go to LA. And now we ended up in Vegas and it was just a really cool time to spend time with my friend and, you know, to meet her friends, but we had a great weekend. And, you know, I feel like since I'm not on campus and I'm not having to look forward to going to campus, I probably will be booking a trip probably sometime next month or the you know, maybe sometime this fall to see her or you guys again. Who knows? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. We definitely need to take a trip all together and joints and just, you know, have some girl time. Yeah, I just started this new bartending job. This is totally new to me. And school's starting back up in a, a week or two. So I'm just like, oh, I have to juggle all of that. And it's going to be a little stressful to try to make time for school, my job, and my social life, and myself. So it's it's tough but you know I've been I've been doing this for a while now so hopefully I can just figure out how to manage it better than last year or like the previous years prior no I totally feel that like I hear these Drake songs about like you know she's in her 20s and she's just doing this and that and switching her major or this and that and like it's never been so relatable like I graduated obviously but like if I, throughout college, I feel like I could identify myself as a student. I'm a student. I'm a biology major. I am free dental. I am a cheerleader. I am a Charlotte football recruiting employee. I am, you know, whatever this and that, these accolades that we put on ourselves and they make you feel like you know what you are. But now as like an entrepreneur or a content creator or a model, I am trying to figure out what my brand is right now and figure out who I am. And it's super hard, like really hard. Oh my gosh, when I finished my internship, before I started bartending, I was like, this is it. Like, this is a part of my identity. This is who I am. Like, I love this. And then it's over and I'm like, wait a minute, who, what am I doing now? Like, who am I? I need to find another internship, you know, just trying to find out this is even a field that I want to pursue from what I was just previously doing for work. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I think for me, I went to two colleges. I went to a secular university in um, Florida and then I transferred to a secular, mean. secular means well it's like it's not a Christian school like it's not like religion based and so I went from like one extreme to the next because my school that I transferred to which is Liberty University is a very like strict you go to bed at 12 o'clock you have curfew college and for me it was hard finding myself even in that type of environment because I went from not really liking where I was at in Florida to not even liking where I was at in Virginia and that's when I was like, okay, maybe school really isn't for me. So that, that's why I'm home now doing online college. But it's been kind of a struggle for me as well. Like, I'm like, who am I? Like, what do I want to do? 
I'm 23 still in school when everybody else has graduated. This makes me feel kind of like I'm, you know, the turtle's going the slow, steady pace, but it's like, I should be done by now, but I know that it's okay not to be done with school um, at like age 23, 24, like people go at their own rate, but I've, I definitely have been struggling myself as well. Yeah, because what defines that you should be done? Society, society says that we should be wed and pregnant, right? Like what is, what is, should be? There's no reason why you should be anything by a certain age. I think that that's just an internal battle that I have with myself too. Like I always imagined like, I'll graduate college and I'll meet my husband and I'll be engaged by the time that I graduate and at graduation he'll propose and then we'll buy a house and then by the time I'm 25 I'll have my first kid and it's like I'm coming up on you know 24 next year and it's like ooh, baby it really up on you. it's like okay all these things that I wanted to accomplish that I thought I was going to accomplish at this age I have not yet so it's like we all set like these really high expectations for ourselves because even then you know we're watching other people do all these crazy things and achieve all this stuff you know based on social media or you know what they tell us but it's like it's not always what it seems and you know Maddie like I took a year off from college like my first year so I'm still I'm on the same page as you, you know? So I just, I try so hard not to let other people's viewpoints of where I should be at in my life affect me because I'm the only person who's in control of my life and, you know, where I stand and what I do. So I shouldn't follow everybody else's path just because they feel like that's what I should be doing, you know? I don't know who it was, but it was somebody I saw on Instagram. They made a really big post about how I think there's a lot of pressure on our generation to be doing all these things and having to check checkbox list like immediately but that's not reality for a lot of us you know like I personally should be married by now especially with the school I go to what a lot of they implement is you know find your husband find your boyfriend then ring by spring you guys get engaged by the time you graduate y'all should be married and then you should be popping out a kid so a lot of my friends associates I knew my uh sophomore year of college are all married for the most part or they have kids and I'm just over here like oh I'm still writing papers I'm doing discussion posts but you know I just feel like you know like I said everybody goes at their own rate and I'm not putting too much pressures on myself as I was prior hand going to school or even being in that environment like I, I feel more laid back now for sure I don't know if you guys saw the GQ article that just came out um this week uh, with Lamelo, I know that me and Alana are alumni of Charlotte, so I think a lot of people who tune into the podcast would be familiar with the article. Um, but he basically was like, "School, man, we don't need school. We know how to learn." So I mean, even if you're not in school, if you know some people tuning in, might school might not be for you. And I'm sure that there are societal pressures on you and family members that ask you, "What are you doing with your life?" And maybe you don't know what you're doing with your life. But I think that it's really important to be introspective and do activities that make you challenge yourself to figure out more about yourself and more about what you love doing. Right now, I feel so blessed. I feel so blessed because I feel like I'm in the middle of actually finding myself. Like I said, scratch everything. Like y'all, 5 a.m. nights in the library, dissecting arthropods and starfish and pregnant freaking turtles and minks and, you know, organic chemistry one and two and and sucking suction out of people's mouths and 200 hours of shadowing a dentist and I said scratch all that I want to model and I am and it's been my first month of like actually like having the bookings that I want making the money that I want collaborating with photographers that I want to and I feel like good inside I feel great 
like it's working. And I feel like you just need to keep on in your head, visualizing and imagining the places that you want to be. And when I say visualizing, I mean like really visualizing like where you want to be and taking actions and being disciplined to step toward what you want to do, you know? And I feel like every time that you make a decision that pulls you closer to the things that you feel like you want to do, even if you don't see it, even if it's unimaginable, some goals are like so far-fetched that people will tell you they're impossible, you know? People told me what I want to do was impossible. And now I feel like I'm finally starting to see a little bit of reaping what I sowed. And it's a beautiful thing. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, Paige. I started writing down some of my goals in high school and I have checked off some things that I never thought I could do, like having an app, you know, doing interviews with like, you know, pretty big names. Um, just like some things that people always doubted me because I was the type of girl who struggled in school. I had like an IEP. Um, there's a lot of things I feel like I, that have led me to a lot of insecurities, but I knew when I showed people that, you know, I did it and I made a way for myself, I didn't care what they thought. Um, so I really am 100% proud of you for, you know, writing down those goals and envisioning what you had in mind, because I know sometimes it can be hard to reach those goals. Um, do you think that ever in your lifetime, in the span of, you know, the past few years, visualizing such things maybe caused like some, like some tarnish on your mental? Like, did you ever feel like you were striving a bit too high or is that not a thing? Um, I don't think that's ever a thing. And before I get too deep into that, I want to say I'm proud of you too, because, you know, when I first met you, this is something we both talked about. Like, we would love to inspire people. We'd love to have a podcast. And Alana, when I met her too, she was so outgoing. I met her on a photo shoot and so outgoing. And, you know, and it's just crazy to see how those relationships that you have with people come back around. And here we are talking to you all on Girl Connect. What, like, what, you know, and who would have thought that we would all be intertwine the way that we are and I think that that's why you can never set a goal too high and you should never be um discouraged by anything anybody says or starting something's always hard too you know I think that we can also oftentimes we all can get in our heads about what we're doing here and what we're doing outside of this and what we're doing school-wise and work-wise I think it's just important to silence that and take it back to simple times I just want to add in like even though you know Paige you said when you met me I was outgoing you met at this photo shoot but I actually have like pretty bad anxiety so I get in my head a lot and I always think of like even to this day like sometimes I still think about and like you know what do I want with my future like it's we all have ideas you know what we plan to do with our future but it doesn't all life doesn't always work out like that and we get you know blindsided by so many different things that could change your path like in a split a second so my anxiety is through the through the roof my anxiety is through the roof right now even talking about this because you know this is the vulnerable state for all of us to share you know stuff like this you know and when I met Maddie she told me she's like Alana start writing your stuff down start writing all your goals down and that's what I've been doing I always notice the things that I um, wished for and dreamed of when I was younger are happening to me now and it's like I kind of I guess I could say I manifested it but I also worked hard for those things so just keep, just follow your heart, you know, don't give up on, you know, what you want with your future. I think that you're a good person. Good things will come to you. Sometimes bad stuff happens, but I think there's always um, some sunshine after the rain. So I find that adversity is one of the best things people can go through in life because it teaches you things that you would never know, even when you were in a dark place. I've been in a very dark place for years, even, you know, even my 20s, my teens, I have been in such a clouded mindset for so long and I have still yet to get therapy. I've still yet to do the things I've set out to do, even though I'm working towards going on that path. But I say that, you know, when you are struggling or when you're going through such a lot, when you are young, don't, don't put so much limitations on your 
such limitations on yourself to feel like you can't overcome them because we all go through bad things and we all have to face adversity here and there, even sometimes a lot more than others. Um, but when you see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know that you're going to be okay. And I feel like I've gone through a lot to where I've had to be like, you know what, I'm going to be okay no matter what I'm going through or no matter how I feel because things do get better in due time. Alana, I want to say like, I'm proud of you, like for real, because we can't just bypass like you saying you get anxiety, even talking about your anxiety and you just did, you know? So like, I feel like that's boss, like that's bossing you. Like that's so player of you to <laughs> do that, for real. Yeah. How do you, like, that's dope, dude. I think it's dope for you to share that because I feel like it resonates with a bunch of people who feel like overwhelmed by talking about the fact that they're overwhelmed, you know? And if you don't talk about it, then you probably just get even more overwhelmed and it's tough. And to what you said, Maddie, I have this experience that happened to me. It was the, honestly the best day of my life that I had. And um, I paddleboarded through this tunnel and it was so treacherous. Like it was treacherous. Like the water, when you went in kind of like made this swirl and like, I was like really scared, but I was like with somebody and he was like, it's good. Like we're good. Just like relax, like pedal less, like just go with the water. So we pedaling through, it was scary. And there was dark and there's a little light at the end. The tunnel probably wasn't even that long. Like I don't know relatively how long it could have been, but it probably took us like maybe a minute or two to get through it. And once we got to the end, not even out of the tunnel, we looked back and it's like the, the light from that angle, like the tunnel looked so much shorter and like beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking like, wow, like, when I was going through that, I wanted to pedal back out because it looked scary. And here I am at the end of it. And it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And like, it wasn't even anything to get through it. And in that moment, I just had like this mid twenties life, like crisis where I was like, wow, like this is the mantra of life. Like just go through it. You just yeah. have to go through it. Cause in the end you look back and it's nothing. Mm -hmm. I honestly, what you just said, your midlife 20s crisis in that moment I have felt like in the past year I've gone through like two 20 midlife crises for no reason because I feel like I have to be married by next year or I'm hitting on 24 25 and it's like it's okay to not be 24 5 6 7 and still potentially be on the you know verge of marriage or even having a child do you all ever feel like there's a lot of pressure on you you know to be having kids right now or to be married or are you kind of just more so going with the flow um, um. <laughs> no <laughs> I, I think that um I guess it depends like what maybe like where you grew up or like how your family perceives that kind of stuff they might push that on you a little bit more but I didn't grow up in an environment where I was forced to marriage kids like I'm moving at my own pace and I just feel like right now that stuff's not set for me until later like I would just love to find myself right now I feel a little type of way because my mom did have me when she was 43. So my mom often will say to me, every time I come back from Los Angeles, she is like, I hope you have kids before I die, Paige. I would just love to see your beautiful baby. It's going to be so beautiful. And I'm like, because <laughs> I'm like, I need to have a kid so my mom can see my kid. My mom, like my nieces and nephews, I could like, it makes me kind of emotional to talk about because my nieces and nephews are like 28, 26, and then there's me, I'm 23. And then I have some that are 22, 21, you know, and a younger uh, niece who's six, but all of them are my age. And I watched my mom while she raised me, she raised all my siblings, my nieces and nephews. Like they grew up like brothers and sisters to me because all my siblings who are in their forties, now they would go to work. They mm -hmm. were in their early twenties. They were my age when they had kids, like their kids were two and three, by the time they were my age. So I watched my mom. I mean, I had so much fun as a kid because it was like my mom's house was daycare. 
You know, right. we had all the little tykes and pool and the all. I watched my mom my whole life be such a great grandmother. And the thought of her not being um, able to be a grandmother to my kids is honestly like kind of scary to me. So I do feel a little bit of pressure, you know, to like have kids because I would I would really want for my mom to be around when I have kids. Right. But at the same time, I feel like it happens when it happens, you know? She will definitely be there when, like, there's, there's for sure, she was definitely going to be there, I promise you. Like, God has a plan for everybody, and he said, pagey-wagey, like, you know make me cry no like seriously because I feel like there's a lot of pressure on people to do that and the timing and divine timing is so real like even in so many situations like divine timing is so real and your mother's gonna be able to see that happen for you like don't feel no pressure just know that God got you you know you stay prayed up and I know she's a God-fearing woman she's a God warrior and things are gonna align the way they should and you shouldn't feel that out of pressure I think for me growing up in the deep south um, having a lot of deep, deep stuff rooted traditional values, not even in my home, because my parents are really chill, they're very laid back. Just like my grandparents, you know, me going to a Christian university, having a lot of Christian friends, there's this huge pressure on me to have been married by not now, but like at least have a boyfriend or a long term boyfriend. I don't have that. I, I need to stay away from boys for a hot minute, honestly. Um, <laughs> but I just, I think there is some pressures between like the Southern rootedness and then like the modern way of life. Cause I feel like in New York or even Miami and LA, people are not really pressed to have that. But if you go to Alabama, you in Kentucky, you in Mississippi, you should be popping out a kid sometime, sometime soon. Like me hitting on 25, I should be having a kid. And I'm like, uh-uh, that's probably not going to happen, but we'll see. I was just going to say, you guys ever go to like a family functions like Christmas or Thanksgiving? They're like, so when are you going to get a boyfriend? And it's just like. I've honestly always had a boyfriend, so I don't, <laughs> I don't relate to <laughs> But I, I, my, I feel like my relationships have never been happy. And I think that's just a really strong reason as to why I've been in two toxic, really long term, like three, four plus year relationships is because I felt that pressure from my parents to be let off and to have kids, you know? Cause I would, I mean, it's just scary. Like my mom had ovarian cancer my freshman year in college and I thought she was gonna die. Like it was a very aggressive hybrid type of cancer. And I really thought like, wow, like my mom's gonna be gone. Like I told you it was like a 4.5% chance of her living. And so like, that's why it makes me emotional to think about like her not being here to like be a grandmother to my kids. And I, I didn't grow up with a grandma. Like um, my grandmother, on my grandmother on my dad's side didn't raise my dad, so she's not really a part of my life. My grandmother on my mom's side, she passed away when I was seven, so I never had grandparents. Um, I didn't have a grandfather that I met. Both my, my granddad died from a brain tumor, and then my granddad on my mom, my mom, dad died before I was born, so I never had grandparents. I really would love for my kids to have grandparents, especially from me, so I feel pressure within myself and a little bit from my mom to have kids, but really, I'm not having no kids until I find somebody that I really, really would love to, you know, be in love with. And I think that's really important. Do not rush that at all. And I think a lot of people our age do because they're like, oh, like societal norms. Like I got to have kids at this age. I got to be married at this age. Please just wait until you find somebody that's you feel like it's perfect for you. Like, I mean, people aren't nobody's perfect, but you just just don't rush it you know, just take your time, meet somebody that you're actually compatible with in like all aspects, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not having no kids. I put a 12 year IUD in this sucker, baby. So <laughs> when, I, when I want to have a kid, I'm gonna have to go see the gyno and she's gonna have to, we're gonna have to make the decision to take her out. I said no, because I'm, I'm very pro-choice. I believe in a woman's right to choose in her body, but I also do feel like 
those experiences can be very tarnishing, you know, like having to have an abortion or having to go through the process of getting pregnant. So I would, I don't want to get pregnant. I don't want to have a baby. And I, I don't. One thing that led me to stay in one of my toxic relationships, because I've only ever been in two relationships, the rest have been situationships that don't really count, but whatever. I felt like I had to stay with my ex because my parents loved him. And I was like, okay, well, I'm 20, about to be 21. Like we could be really cute together. He's very handsome. I'm pretty, whatever. But I didn't really want to be with him. So I felt the pressure to stay because my parents liked him. He was a great guy. And I stayed in that long-term relationship because I feel like I had to get married to him. And it was really scary for me because it's like, what if I never find like a decent man like this ever again? But when I let him go, I was like, someone out there is for me who's going to make me happy. I'm not going to have to second guess anything. And I'm not going to have to worry about the pressures of me putting, you know, having a ring on my finger right now in the, or in this time. Um, and I feel like even in my parents' generation, there was some whatever pressure for them to be together because things are different for us now. I mean, I'm sure y'all know it as we have social media. They didn't have that. Things were just a bit different. Like even how they dated was differently. It was different. But um, yeah, there's just, there's, there's some pressures, but I feel like I don't really allow it to pinpoint me like I used to, which is making me happy because it is what it is. I got to go with the flow. Right. See, I want to say, you know, my most recent relationship, I realized while I was with him, I was definitely depending on him for like some kind of like happiness some kind of like security, not like financially, just, but just to have somebody there. So I really lost myself while I was with him. But when we, uh, when we both walked away from that relationship, I was like, okay, like what now? <laughs> like I, I honestly felt like I went through like a tiny little, just a very tiny like midlife crisis I mean, I was fine. Like you couldn't tell, but like inside I was like internally like freaking out. I was like, oh my God, like, what do I do now? Like what's next for me? But I think I'm doing just fine. Yeah. And that happens to so many girls because my identity was in my boyfriend and my identity shouldn't have never been another person. My identity should have stayed with who Madison is. Like when you put, well, I'm, I didn't say, I wouldn't say you did this one, but I put all my eggs in one basket and that really messed me up as a young adult, even as like a young, you know, 20 something year old girl. And now that I realize I can't attach that, you know, to anybody else, I'm a lot happier with it myself because I don't feel that, you know. To I can resonate with that so much with what both of you said, because me and my ex were together for like four or five, you know, years and his parents didn't really like me. And I feel like I lost myself. And I think that's why I'm so happy right now, because I said, I don't want to say I said F everything, but everything like I didn't care about what anybody I don't I no longer care about what anybody thinks but me I mean I care about the way that I'm perceived as a woman of you know class and a woman an intelligent woman and a nice woman I care about that people perceive my personality the way that I want my personality to be but I don't care what anybody thinks and I used to care so much that his mother would like me I dressed differently I would go on road trips and bring like a spiritual book or I would do little things like calculatively to try and win her over but she just didn't like me she didn't like who I was and mm -hmm. I think that I just lost myself in trying to be in that relationship when I should have just walked and now I'm trying to find myself and it's like being I, I didn't realize I was as depressed as I was I mean I knew I was depressed because I was diagnosed with depression so I knew I was going through something but it didn't feel like it during it but now on the back end like as happy as I am doing what I love to do I'm like wow like this is great like what everybody should do this don't do anything you don't love to do if you love what you do you never feel like you're working you yeah. know 100% yeah I feel like it's such a liberating experience and I'm so proud of you for just being like I'm done I'm gonna go to LA 
model of my best life and see where it takes me because you took the leap of faith and that's hard for a lot of people like even for me, like, been I don't want to go somewhere else I don't want to be in Texas but I'm having a hard time being like how do I get there but I have to just take the leap of faith and have to just trust my path that way I can get to where I want to go in my next my next phase of life Alana it you cut in but I couldn't hear you well I was just saying you for sure have been living your best life Paige you're having so much fun girl imagine if you just graduated and pursued this like maybe like nine to five and sitting behind a computer just like uh. I mean I can tell you one thing like financially I wouldn't have been in the slum that I was over COVID like when I tell you like I kept my faith what's that song keep your faith that's Hannah Montana that's on um, the climb that, it's yeah. the climb like you have to start from that valley and when you're at the lowest shallows like when I hit my low when a scammer took all of my money out of my, my account and Bank of America closed it and told me I had to pay it all back I was like huh at that point I remember like sitting in my bathtub in cold water crying and being like, it can't get worse. It can only get better. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that always has to be your outlook when you go through something so terrible is that what worse could happen? Like I was literally thinking like, what could happen worse? I crashed my car. I don't have a bank account. I'm living with my parents. Well, I guess nothing bad could really, more could happen to me. So I guess that's the good news in this is that it can only go up from here, but it's never gonna be a straight trajectory. You're gonna like, you know, it's up and down and up and down. But as long as you're trending upward, you're doing good. I think every time you trend down, just remind yourself, like, like, at least I'm headed up after this, you know? In 2019, I was at the lowest point I could think of. I was losing everything left and right. I, like, I could not. And I remember I was even suicidal. I was like, I don't want to live no more. Like, how, how bad can this be? And I feel like when you are so down, there's no only way to look but up. And if you don't look up, then you're going to stay down. So I'm like, you know what? I got to just get up out of bed go for a walk and figure out what are my next steps to be somewhat mentally sane. That way I'm not going to be on the verge of literally killing myself. Um, but I look back now and it's like, okay, even though I was in that, you know, I was in that um, headspace and it was just a lot. I see how happy I am now, even though I've still been struggling for the past two, three years. And I know it's only going to get better. As I said earlier, it only gets better. So, you know, Paige, I feel that like sitting in the bathtub, cold, me sitting in the bed, lights out. I'm depressed, but I got up and I had to give, do what I had to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all you can do. I've definitely had my fair share of mental breakdowns from the age of like 18 to 22 now. Um, but it definitely, it always gets better. Just know that it's, it will always get better. Just got to keep a positive mindset. I know sometimes it's hard to think like that, especially at this age when you see so many people doing so many different kinds of things. Like even like right now, like financially, I feel like um, we're set to, have like thousands of dollars in our savings account or purchasing a home right now or owning two or three cars or anything absurd like that but I feel like everybody's put in like different you know situations whether it comes to you know their families or just like luck you know so it can take a toll on your well, when everyone you know we see on TikTok is making hundred thousands of dollars every month or dancing or doing like you know they're basically having fun living their life like good for them it kind of puts some pressure on society like oh like what am i doing wrong they have all this money they have these cars these watches these boyfriends these girlfriends like it's just a lot and i feel like sometimes i do scroll on instagram i'm like dang i wish i had that dang i wish i was living here dang like what am i doing wrong like what do i need to do to be getting there but it's like i have to really make sure I go at my own pace that way I'm not jumping the gun and I'm not going to be looking somewhere somewhere stupid and 
upset later down the line because you can't you can't risk process it's so important to be mindful of what you share one because i believe in like evil eye and i believe that people can wish bad upon you and Mm -hmm. and prey on your downfall when you share the things that you've accomplished and Mm -hmm. you shouldn't share like i shared one thing on my close friends and it fell through so i'm done i'm not sharing with you guys whatever i have going on is my private life and secondly I want to say, you know, you share, these people share, oh, I just bought a house and I just got a, I just got a car and I just got this. I understand because when you're in that point of being down, these people have been through bad times too. Ooh, my phone fell, sorry. These people have been through bad times too. So it's like, they were down at one point and they're happy that they're up. I understand that. But be mindful that according to the Federal Reserve, the median bank account average is $5,000. Oh. This is of all Americans. This is of people's mothers and grandfathers and everybody over the age of 18. The median average in somebody's account is 5K. Mm. That's a month's worth of bills for your average family. Mm-hmm. So yes, you see these TikTok creators posting all this stuff or you see these people buying houses or you see all these people, Airbnbs and doing this and doing that. There's also people who can't get lunch for their kids tomorrow. Mm. There's a whole people, a community of people living homeless these are people who had mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers in Los Angeles. I see it every day. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, it's relative. You can focus on people who are doing better than you, or you can focus on helping people who are doing less than you and hope that that good energy comes back to you in the form of you accomplishing things and stay down until you come up. And when you come up, don't sit so high that you look down upon others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I hyper-focalize so much. Hyper-focus, not hyper-focalize, hyper-focus so much on what someone else has because it's like, oh my goodness, like, what am I doing wrong? But yet, like you said, there's people literally down my street that live a few blocks down, a few neighborhoods down that like, that don't have food to eat are struggling to get their kids lunch boxes or like, not lunch boxes, lunches for school because school just started. And I just have to realize that, you know, there's more to life than money. There's more to life than the big houses, the glitz and glam because that really, really gets to me. And I think that's why I struggle so much mentally because I'm not focused on how God can bless me. It's like, how is he blessing others? Why am I, why am I not being blessed? But it's like, I am blessed and he's going to bless me accordingly as I grow and as I do the things in a pure way to elevate myself as much as possible and the people who are around me moving in um, a good a good way opposed to focusing on all the bad, for sure. Yeah, um, I do think that a lot of the stuff you see on social media is a facade regardless you know there's a lot of people showing off showing things that might not be theirs or even if they do have that they could be in like massive debt like you just you never really know what's going on behind the scenes so try not to compare um based on someone else's situation because your time will come you your time will come you put in the work and you just keep a positive mindset pray to pray to god your time will come for sure exactly and i think it's super important to realize like social media can be deleted Mm. and then what would you do buy a rolex or invest that money and retire your mom Mm -hmm. you know so it's like a nice a chrome hearts hoodie is like it's like i want one though it's sad because i have such an internal battle it's like i want these lavish things but why do i want them to impress other people yes i was gonna say what's that saying where it's like don't go broke trying to impress other people mm-hmm. yeah don't go broke trying to look like you have money you know i'd rather have an aldo purse with fifty thousand dollars in it than a birkin with nothing in it it just doesn't 
it, ah, it doesn't make sense. I don't want to drive a nice car if I don't own a home. You know, I want to own property that appreciates. I don't want to own items that depreciate. I don't want to own a car that's going to depreciate as soon as I drive off the lot, but at least got the brand new 2021 G-Wagon. And it's hard to find yourself. It's hard to be at tune with what you are and what you want to do. But I think that it's important to stay focused on your own lane because you get too busy steering into somebody else's and it's a distraction from what you need to do. Somebody told me this and I hope I don't mess it up. Um, someone said you will always die in the future if you, not, if you don't focus on your present. Something like that. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's like, like you just said, don't focus too much on what others have or way too much far as to like what you may have in the future. Yeah. You can't even live in the moment and that's just not okay. Like just be in the moment, be happy with what you got because that's your blessing and your blessing is your blessing. And you can bless others by being a blessing to others, not having all these things, which is what I'm learning and what I'm coming to realize at the age of 23, because I don't want to be sitting up 27, 28, still miserable or still upset. Not that I'm miserable now, but like miserable that I don't have the house, the boy, the husband, the, the, you know, the life, the private jet. I don't know. Like, I just like everything will come when it comes and people need to be more happy with what they have than focusing on what someone else yes. can make. And I just want to say this, like, look, it's not always what it seems. Focus on you and your life and just bettering yourself and your future. Don't focus on what other people have. That's such a distraction. And that's what's going to, if you're like me, it's going to make you overthink. You're going to have a lot of anxiety. Just relax and focus on your journey and becoming a good person. That's what I'm doing. So. Yeah. Good things come to good people. I'm a firm believer in that. And I think that it's really important the experiences that you have with others and when you get into these social settings with people who have real money they they don't come off like the people that flex I, I I've been around people who make more than what both my parents make combined in a year in like a day and they don't I mean like they wear like jeans and new balances and drive a Prius like they're like you know it's like they drive like people with real money are not impressed by money and they're also not trying to impress you with their money nine out of ten times they want to keep you away so you don't put them in this box exactly exactly and I think it's so important I love to be around people who are financially free and very smart with their finances and that's another just example of finding yourself in your 20s I think that there's you know you take time to do things like I go out a lot. I do because I'm in Los Angeles and in the industry, it's important, but I also try and read books about financial literacy and about, you know, finding myself and battling these demons that I have from childhood trauma or from past relationships and doing that internal work. If you don't do that internal work, you can't pray for an opportunity because when it knocks, you're not ready. Right. The door is bolted for you. You have to make sure that you, these things that you're manifesting and journaling or praying on, that you're ready for when they come, that you're the best version of yourself. So I think the question now is how do we become the best versions of ourselves? Mm -hmm. 100%. I think so too. And I think it's important to not, like I said, not, you know, look too far ahead. And I think for me is I always remember in my head, your steps are ordered. Don't worry about what you can't control and don't dwell on what you can't change. And that's what's kept me at peace because I think it's important to have peace of mind every day you wake up because tomorrow's never promised. And make your make today your best day because tomorrow might be your last. Um, and that is a good point, Paige. And I think it's good that you read, you know, we read books and you even help me. You teach me about financial literacy and like you be putting me on the stuff. So I think it's important that we as friends and even, you know, as you know, inspiring people, we help implement that in others' lives yeah. because it's important, you know, especially in our 20s. Yeah, you live, you only live once. So in this lifetime, make sure you enjoy it.
for you, not for anybody else. Focus on that journey. I definitely think so. I think it's super important to try and find yourself. But how do we find ourselves? Like, I feel like we should leave off with a tidbit of advice on what we've done to be the best versions of ourselves. Um, I feel like for me, like I said, like I try and read books. I try and journal. I try and talk aloud to my friends and hold, that can hold me accountable to my mm-hmm. actions. What do you guys feel like has brought you to where you are in your journey of finding yourself? Even though we're all have self-proclaimed that we're still lost, but we're walking <laughs> along. I think for me, sorry, Alana. I think for me is knowing the love of God to, to implement that within myself to give me peace of mind, praying, reading, um, going on walks, making sure I have a very close, not, close tight net of friends that love me and that trust me and I trust in them. I think my friendships have been the best, best thing I could have ever had over the past few years. But just honestly, prayer and reading and keeping a peace of mind and, you know, holding myself accountable as well as having others hold me accountable the way I don't steer, veer or, you know, go too far off the road that I'm headed on. I would say, you know, I'm pretty, I'm ex- I'm an extroverted person, but I'm also very introverted as well. So I regroup by spending a lot of quality time with myself that gives me this time and space to come back to who I am and refocus. I'm like, okay, what's, what's your goals? Like who, what's, what can you do to improve your mental health this week or next week? Um, and just surrounding myself by people that I love who make me feel normal and just carefree and happy. That's um, just the advice that I would give. Just to always take some time to regroup for yourself. Yeah, take time for yourself. Take time to, you know, maybe bless somebody else that way you feel like, not not that you do it on purpose, but like just be a blessing that way you don't feel like, you know, you are a hindrance to anyone else, I don't know. But that's kind of the advice I would give as well. So I feel like when I'm in a slum, getting active helps me so much. So I don't know, you know, some of you viewing might not work out, but maybe you should give it a try. Like it's a true stress reliever and it's scientifically proven that it's an endorphin booster. Like it's a mood enhancer. It gives you more energy. It gives you a better feeling. So um, I think that in the journey to finding yourself, it's just about betterment in all categories, financially, physically, mentally. And I think we touched base on all that today. So. And sometimes put your phone up. Yeah. Put it on D. Don't go on Instagram. Don't go on Twitter because some things are very toxic. I'd be on the shade room sometimes and people are toxic. But just put your phone away and enjoy the solitude of being in life and, and enjoying the clouds, the sun, even the rain. Like there's going to be days where it's sunny. There's going to be days where it's dark. Like enjoy the now. Enjoy where you're at and just know that you're going to be a-okay. You can't <laughs> find yourself by studying other people. So. No. Sometimes you do need to unplug. So that's a good one. I like that one. If you just finished this, cut your phone off. Get your journal out. Maybe with a glass of wine or something. And figure out who you are. Exactly. Amen to that. Amen to that. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we will see you next Sunday. Bye. Bye.